Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. No guests this week, just myself. This is the second take. We recorded a whole fucking episode, an hour long. I cried, I broke down. I talked about my sister fucking the car up. I talked about my homie passing away. I talked about myself getting fired. And JV fucked that whole episode up. So here we are, take two. But you know what I'm saying? We're professionals. I don't complain, I just get it done. Get it done. Mm. I'm mad as hell. I gotta do this shit again, bro. Fuck. We had it. It was a good one. It was a good episode. We had all the fucking shit I wanted to talk about. Not no bullshit. And fuck it. it got, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. It had, it had like a little buzzing sound. Like it sounded like. Bzzz. Like it was like you could still hear me breathing heavy as fuck, talking my shit. But it was also like it was a fucking bee flying around your ear, fool. So it was like we can't release that bullshit, bro. Like fuck. So anyway, uh, let's get right into this week's episode, man. Uh, again, <laughs> but, fuck. But uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I know the past two weeks were kind of guests on top of guests. Um, I haven't really been able to talk too much about the shit, you know, topics and shit like that. They've been kind of more like a interview form and shit. But you guys have still been supportive, still been sharing. So I do appreciate you guys. Thank you for that. This is episode 103, 103, episode 103.5, KISS FM. I used to love that station. I used to fuck with it. I used to, you know what, nobody ever, like, I, that shit was hidden for a little bit, like, in middle school, like, when they used to play the song, um, shoddy like a melody in my head, every day, something, 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 like something, like replay, replay. Shawty like a melody in my head. Know, man, gonna bro. Yeah, you know what? You know what, bro? I, I remember I didn't have a computer at home when that song came out, but my mom's friend from work, <coughs> she came to my house one time, <coughs> and she was like, oh, I burn CDs. Let me know what CD you want. I'll burn it for you. So I made her a fucking long-ass list of a whole bunch of CDs, all the songs that I wanted, like... Sexy Movimiento, Wisini Andel, Noche de Sexo, mm. Romeo Santos and Wisini Andel. I mean, fucking Shawty Like a Melody, you know, all the Dead and Gone by T-Pain and, I mean, sorry, Dead and Gone by T.I. and Justin Timberlake. That shit used to hit hard, bro. Like, now, oh my God, bro, that shit used to hit hard. But anyway, um, yeah, so, and, and bro, like, this bitch brought me back a CD. She said, for Kenji, this bitch put, like, all the songs that she wanted. Like she didn't put one song that I asked for. She put a whole bunch of random ass reggaeton, like a random ass Akon song. Not even like the hits. They can put like track fourteen on Akon's second album. Nobody know what the fuck that is. But uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, dude, I remember like. I remember when I discovered, like, the black stations, you know, like, the hip-hop rap stations, like, WGCI, Power 92. Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, I was like, damn, like, they, they actually play music that I fuck with. I could listen to this. But the thing about those stations, bro, especially out here in the suburbs, those fucking stations are weak as fuck. Like, as soon as you go anywhere, like, in the east side, you pass El Paso Grande, or you, you know what I'm saying, downtown, that shit just get staticky as fuck, fool. Like the last episode. Like the last episode. It's literally, like, the last episode we just had to delete, literally just like that. It's just a whole bunch of curving in and out, bro. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the thing about 103 and B96, it don't matter if you fucking six foot underground, 50 foot underwater, you could be in the fucking Titanic, 
You go here. It's your girl Nina Chantel back at. <laughs> you go hear that shit, bro. Like, y'all remember Nina Chantel, bro? I remember I used to have a crush on that bitch, bro. Yeah, bro. How she look? She was a thick Mexican bitch. Yo. Oh, really? Yeah, thick Mexican oh. bitch. Ah. Mm, I love her. She reminded me of uh, Ms. Montez from Cowherd. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if a lot of, you know, if you guys went to Cowherd, y'all remember Ms. Montez fine ass? She's not even, she was just big body, but mm. still fine. At that, at that moment, she was bad as hell. Anyway, she probably bad as hell now. Honestly, Ms. Montez, you fine as hell. If you single now, hit me up. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, nah, so I wanted to get into uh, this episode right away. Dude, so um, baseball, real quick. I told you guys I went to the Sox game. My homie Chins, he bought me tickets, and, and the homies, we all kind of went together. We pre-gamed. We got fucked up. We, we had a great time at the Sox game, and I told you guys that I fucking, I didn't call off of work. I had to work, and I didn't fucking go. I did a no-call, no-show, and, like, I'm a piece of shit, honestly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I fucked up. I would say what I did was called what's called a bitch move. I did a bitch move, and, and part of realizing that I did a bitch move is, like, growing up, I got to realize, like, I got to admit my mistakes. I fucked up. You know, my boss texted me on Saturday. He's like, yo, you're on the schedule tomorrow. Are you going to be able to make it? You know, he was just double checking because I had told him I could work before that. Mm. And uh, I didn't text him back, like, because at that point, my homie had already told me, yo, we're going to take you to the Sox game. Don't make plans. Whole time, I already knew I worked. But I'm like, fuck you, nigga. Fuck work, nigga. I'm finna go to the game. Fuck the bullshit. I ain't never even been to a Sox game or a Cubs game. Mm-hmm. I had only ever been to Dodgers game. So I'm like, I want to see what the vibe is in Chicago. Especially the Sox have been doing good. Motherfuckers actually selling tickets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit is good. So I was like, fuck it. Let's get it. So that day, my boss texts me. I didn't text him back. The next day, Sunday morning, um, he texts me. He's like, yo, so you're just going to ignore me, goof? Like, you know, my boss a gangster. Like, my boss a white boy. But like 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 let me let me make this shit more clear for y'all. I don't give a fuck about white people. No. That's just period, nigga. But but what I'm trying to say but I'm just somebody somebody's punching the air right now. Bad as fuck. It's okay, Kathleen. I will still accept head. <laughs> but uh, no, just fucking around, man. Shout out the whites. Honestly, no. Take that back. No shout out for the whites. <laughs> Got him. But anyway, so um, when I look, hey, look, bro. I grew, we grew up in the east side of Aurora. If you grew up in the east side of Aurora, like I know that. I know that people from everywhere listen to this. I got a lot of people from the West Side that fuck with this, and I fuck with y'all. I swear to God, like I'm already 25 years old. Like, who gives a fuck? East Side, West Side, nobody gives a fuck. It's some shit we made up, and we like if you take that shit seriously, get the fuck out of here. Who gives a fuck? We're all Aurora. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway, but you know what I'm saying? The East Side's better though. I'm just saying. Just so you know. Just so that's out there. <laughs> anyway, so. If it ain't black or red, I'd rather be dead. Anyway, <laughs> gang, I'm even coming up with slogans and shit, nigga. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is fuck West. No. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. Shout out to West Side. Anyway, anyway, what's that one song? He's like, thank girl from the West Side. That one song? Anyway, that's that's what I get for fucking getting off track. Now I'm fucking bombing on my own show. Anyway. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, so... So my boss, so what I'm trying to say about this white people is that I don't give a fuck. Like, when I see a big-ass white dude, swole as fuck, no neck, 
he don't put fear in me. Like I don't, it don't phase me at all. If he call me a bitch, we gonna get to throwing hands. Like I don't give a fuck if you built like Batista. I don't give a fuck. Like white people just, you know what I'm saying? It just don't scare me, bro. Compared to if I see a Mexican or a black big motherfucker, it don't even gotta be a big motherfucker. Just a motherfucker, you know, a real motherfucker. I'm gonna be like, I ain't gonna feel me. Like if I made a mistake, I'm like, alright, bro. You know, hey, hey, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like hey, my fault, my fault. You feel me? It's gonna be a lot of apologizing, is what I'm saying on my end, even if I didn't commit the mistake. But uh, but regardless of that, you feel me? Like. You know, you, you have a certain reaction, you feel me? You know, but but white people to me is like, they don't scare me, bro. You feel me? It's just, you know, it's just whites. You feel me? Like, I don't know. But anyway, so my boss was the, f my boss from Oakley was the first white dude that I ever met that would always be, that would be like, that I just would be like, okay, you know what? I'm not finna fuck with that white boy. Like, he just like was a real one. Like, he did a time in prison. Like, like he was just a real motherfucker, solid motherfucker. Always kept it real with me. Looked out for me when I needed him. Like, did me favors, bro. I'm talking about like he looked out for me big time, bro. So, well, that's why I say when I fuck when I say that not going to work was a fucking bitch move. I mean it, bro. Because and it's not about the company. Like, I don't give a fuck about the company. Fuck the company. Like, I don't give a fuck them. Eat my dick, Oakley. Anyway. <laughs> They're thinking about letting me back now after this. They're definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely not coming back. Fuck that fat dude. Nigga, y'all don't even make my size anyway. So first of all, fuck y'all. But anyway, um, so, 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 my, I end up ducking him on that Sunday. I end up going to the baseball game. I, and then I was like, whatever. We didn't communicate after that. I didn't text him. He didn't text me. I did a no call, no show. I was like, I'm just going to wait like two weeks, let shit cool down. And I'm going to hit him up like, hey, man, my fault. I know I fucked up. Let me make it up to you. Like, maybe I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll apologize. But, you know, that's just the, like the childish side of me still doing dumb shit. You feel me? So I'm like, fuck. So I didn't want to hit him up, right? And then the following weekend, bro, which would be last weekend, my mom calls me Sunday morning. She's like, hey, or, yeah, she's like, hey, um, I want to go to Oakley to buy some stuff. Let me get your employee ID. You know, because if you work at retail, you get an employee ID. You enter that into a system. They give you the fucking employee discount. But I, I was like, you know what, mom? I can't give you the number right now because I, I, I fucked up. I didn't go to work last week. It's going to be stupid if you go to work. And like, and, and, or go to my job, try to get my discount. My boss is gonna feel like I disrespected him. It's just, it's fucked up. You know, it's a bitch move. Like, how the fuck are you gonna no call no show, but your family's coming in here asking for your discount? Mm. It's like a slap in the face, you know. Mm. And like I said, I don't feel bad for the company. I don't give a fuck about that. But my boss, I just feel like I owed him at least a warning. Like, hey, I'm not finna make it. I know that he's been short staffed. I'm I fucked up, bro. You feel me? So I'm confessing my mistakes. But it's gonna get funny. I'll tell you why. So. So I didn't text them for like a week, right? We, we don't text each other. My, my mom's like, I'm going to go get a discount. I tell her, don't do it. Please wait. Give me give me a week. I'll go ahead and get you whatever you need next week uh, when shit cools down. She's like, okay, cool. Hangs up. Well, I didn't know my uncle was in town. My uncle from Indiana. You know, I don't have too much family that I'm close to around here. You know what I'm saying? Just literally my immediate family that lives in my house. And that's it. Every time we have family parties, it just be our family friends, my friends, my friends' parents. You know what I'm saying? We don't, I don't have too many tias or tios or whatever. So anyway, my uncle came from out there. Sometimes he comes. You know, he probably comes twice a year, you know? So he want, and he every time he comes, he uses my discount at Oakley, which I don't mind because, like I said, they don't even make my size. So I'm not buying shit for my 
myself anyway. So somebody's got to use that fucking discount. And they give me 70% off, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's a fuckload of money off. Like, it's, it's actually a really good discount. And it's one of the reasons why I was still working there. Like, I would work once a month just so I could get shit for my family, glasses, and shit like that, you know? So anyway, um, my uncle tells my dad... Hey, let's go to Oakley. Let's use Kenji's discount. I want to buy a few things. And my dad's like, oh, well, he said we shouldn't right now because it didn't go to work. And my uncle está chingando, insisting. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go. So my dad's like, fuck it. You know what? Let's go. So my dad takes him to the outlet mall, right? They come, like I said, they came from Indiana. So he's like, you know, motherfuckers that come from out of town love the fucking outlets. Love the, everybody. Motherfuckers come from China, nigga. Come off a tour bus with a fucking whole carry-on with wheels. Walking around the outlet mall, bro. Well, outlet mall is dead as fuck, bro. I knew the outlet mall was done when they let them open up a fucking Funky Breeze. And, and <laughs> anyway, so so I end up uh, so so my my uncle ends up going. By the way, my uncle he's one of those guys that looks through every single fucking item in the store. He wants to make sure it fits. He he'll put two fucking shirts up, and because they have a two cent difference, he'll make a whole fucking thing about it. I don't give a fuck, bro. I walk in and out, in and out, in and out, bro. There's no way that I'm going to be at any store longer than 20 minutes. If I'm there longer than 20 minutes, it's because I work there. You feel me? Like, hey, it's a shift, nigga, at that point. So, so fuck that shit. I, in and out. So, anyway, um, this dude, this dude, um, what's it called? Um, he took forever, right? Probably like an hour, bro. My dad's just fucking sitting there waiting for him to finish fucking shopping. He goes up to the counter and as he's dropping all this shit off in the counter, right, my boss is going to ring him out. My boss talks to my dad because they know each other, you know. Five years of me working there, my my dad goes in there almost every time I work and buys shit. So my, bo- my boss was already used to giving my dad and my family my discount without me being there, you know. So... My, he talks to my dad. He's like, hey, where's Kenji at? And my dad's like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, he, you know, he, well, he didn't say that, right? Because my dad doesn't even speak English. But he, <laughs> he's like, I don't fucking know. But, he, you know, he was like, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know why Mexican dads love to say the word men. I don't know, men. I don't know, men. <laughs> anyway, so he... So, so he's like, well, he was supposed to work last week. You know, he didn't come in. At this point, my dad's lost. He's like, I don't know what the fuck this white boy is saying. But okay, he's just going to smile and nod, you know, just like everybody else does when they don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so he ends up, uh, they're like, okay, whatever. So the, the guy literally folds up all of the clothes that my uncle had bought, got the pairs of glasses he was going to get. Total comes up to over $300. He fucking freaks out. My uncle, he's a big-ass codo, bro. Like, <clears throat> just cheap as fuck. Like, this motherfucker... My uncle, my dad has this phrase. He's like, that motherfucker won't eat a banana just so he don't have to throw the peel out. Like, that type of motherfucker, you know? And, and, and you know, I just don't like motherfuckers like that, bro. Like, I get it if you're cheap and you're smart with your money and you there's decisions. Like, I would say my roommate is a good example of that. He don't waste money on stupid shit. But I'll say that's his lujos whenever he wants to, you know? This motherfucker just would rather sit at home bored as fuck just so he don't have to waste a penny. I don't judge whatever live your life for. But um, the way that he went behind my back after I told him don't go to the store was kind of a slap in the face to me. And also, I think that's what definitely stamped the, the reason that I got fired. Like, Because I think my boss would have honestly let shit cool down and then he would have... He would have hit me up or I would have hit him up like two weeks later like, hey, man, what the fuck, nigga? You know, like, you fucked up. And I would have been like, yeah, I did a bitch move. I'm sorry. I'm a bitch. I did a bitch move. Bitch move. You know, this episode's going to be called Bitch Move because I did a bitch move, you know? And like I said, you know, it's not with the company. It's just him personally. So, anyway, so my uncle, so my uncle's like, what about Kenji's discount? And, and my boss is like, he don't work anymore. He got fired. He didn't come to work. 
He was kind of being a dick about it, which I understand because if I would have done that to, if somebody would have done that to me, was supposed when they were supposed to help me out and they didn't show up, and now they got their family in here trying to get my fucking discount is a real slap in the face. So that's why I didn't want him to go anyway. My uncle, well, he was embarrassed. Now you, you're fucking up there. There's people behind you. You took all that shit to the fucking counter. Now you gotta fucking buy it. You gotta buy it because you're gonna. Oh well, since I can't get the discount, I don't want it. Fuck that. Now you gotta buy it. So he swiped his fucking card, spent like over three hundred dollars on Oakley, which I could have probably got everything for like eighty bucks. No bullshit, bro. But but I mean I don't give a fuck you know it's like that's what you get bro for going behind like I told you you could have waited but motherfuckers don't like to wait don't like to be patient just want shit their way oh well nigga like that shit was embarrassing for my dad too a little bit but at the end of the day I'm not even mad about that fuck it it is what it is you feel me uh, but anyway so I did get fired I do I do still have to talk to my boss but over over going to a fucking Sox game but I mean you know everything comes to its end bro I worked there for a long time. Like, those white boys that I worked with at Oakley were some of the coolest motherfuckers I ever met. They got me into golf a little bit. They got me into snowboarding. Like, I've never snowboarded. I, I'm i more of a skier. <laughs> but, uh, not, <laughs> but drug reference. Anyway, okay, that's enough for me. And No, anyway, so, like, they got me into shit that I would never be into. They got me to see shit from a different point of view, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about they were conservatives. No, they weren't. <laughs> They were just like cool as fuck stoners, you know? And, um, you know, my boss always kept it real with me. He looked out for me in times that I needed him the most. I remember this one time I was working at Oakley like hella hours because I had left my job at Sony. And uh, I, w I was only working retail at Oakley. And I was working like 40 hours damn near, like a full-time job. And then I got a, I had got an interview with PNC Bank. And I, they were going to pay me way better, but I wasn't going to be able to work both jobs, obviously. And my boss still... He went out of his way because at that time, I didn't even have fucking dress shoes to do the interview. I only had sneakers. I wasn't going to go to fucking PNC Bank and fucking dress pants and Air Force Ones. You feel me? Like, I can't do that. So, he ended up... He's like, what size are you? I was like, I'm a size 11. He's like, me too. He went to his house, left his job, bro. On his lunch, instead of sitting down and eating his lunch, my boss drove to his house, got the pair of dress shoes, brought them back to me. By the time he got back to the job, it was time for him to clock back in. He had to clock back in and get back to work. All he did was give me the shoes, bro. So, like, he went out of his way to help me. I went and did the interview that day and wearing those shoes, got the job on the spot, brought them back to him. Like, I fucked them up for him. But still, like, those, that type of shit, I'll never forget, you feel me? So, yeah, I did kind of, I did, like, and I'm not saying I regret going to the game because I had an amazing time. My friends planned it out for me, and I do not regret going with them. I definitely love them and thank them for that. I just regret not letting him know, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to work today. That was the bitch move, and that's what got me fired. It is what it is, you feel me? But anyway, um, yeah. So that shit was a trip, fool. So I got fired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So don't ask me for the discount. Don't ask me for shit. Don't 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 be like, was that you at the outlet mall? Cause no, it wasn't, nigga. Now that I don't work at the outlet mall, I will never go back there, fool. Like when you work at the outlet mall, it makes your body and your mind and your soul just hate the fucking outlet mall. You know how sometimes people post on their Snapchat when they drive by their job or they drive by their their school and they flick it off and post it on their story. Like, that shit's so fucking corny to me, but I swear to God, every time I drive by the outlet mall, I, I would do that shit if it wasn't corny as fuck. Because fuck that place. Anyway, 
We're taking a break from this episode to give you a word from our sponsors. I want to give a shout out to the homie Ronnie Black. You can find him on Instagram at Ronnie X Black. That's R O N Y X Black, like the color, uh, like my first image t shirts. Uh, shout out to Ronnie Black, man. He's offering studio time and photo shoots for artists. He's also He also does all kinds of photo shoots, family pictures. You know, you got you with your couples. You know, some of you guys want to do 90s theme. You know, you want to do some type of theme with your, with your boo, with your person, with your bae. Hit up the homie Ronnie, man. He could do all kinds of stuff from family stuff couple stuff he can even do holiday stuff and for any girl that looking for professional content for their only fans he also does only fans man hit him up studio i know some of you guys trying to get into a professional studio with covid it's hard to basically book in some of these places man hit up the homie he has great prices great deals uh at a professional setting man so you can find him once again on instagram at ronnie x black um, or RonnieBlack.com. He also has a new single of his own coming out called Solo Gang. Um, his following from his last single. His last single was actually called Night Drive. I remember hearing that. Uh, I was listening to it on Spotify a few different times, man. Shout out to him. That one actually got over 50K views on YouTube, man. So shout out to Ronnie Black, man, doing this fucking thing, putting in that work. Please hit him up for any photo shoots, studio time, or if you want to collab or work with him, man. And also check out his music, man. Shout out Ronnie Black. Thank you. Anyway, moving moving on from the outlet mall, man. Whoa, right, right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Moving on from the fucking outlet mall, man. There was some crazy shit that happened this week. The fucking um, there was a, a tornado. I was gonna say a fucking hurricane. That was fucking retard. There was a fucking tornado that that pulled pulled up on fucking Woodridge. Checked all them niggas. Took all their shit. Robbed they bitch ass, bro. Fuck. <laughs> nah, I was. I look. He made a joke. I was like, bro, that's what the fucking racist people over there get. But at the same time. At the same time, I know that there's people probably that wasn't racist, people like normal people, you know, fucked up, that lost their homes and, and, and belongings. And it's just kind of fucked up because I understand going through shit like that is just like, there's only certain times that you that you face disasters in life. Like there's a, like you, you lose your home, you lose somebody close to you, you, you go through a, a traumatizing experience, you know, because most of the time we live like a normal life. Whether you're broke or not, you, you live your everyday, everyday life different, you know. But, but there's always those times, like, in your life where something dramatic happens. Somebody gets into a fucking accident. Somebody passes away. Shit like that, you know? And I, or, 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 like, a tornado, you know, hurt people. Like, people that, 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 that lived through Hurricane Katrina, I'm sure, they still have PTSD. They still remember that shit vividly. So those experiences are fucked up. So I do hope that everybody that lost their home uh, or had damage done to their home, you know, is doing better. And I hope they can handle that situation. I did not hear about any reports of anybody dying. Uh, but again, I haven't done my research too much, but <clears throat> hope nobody lost their life. You know, it is fucking around the corner from here. I live very close to Route 59. That day, JV was still in Mexico. He was gone for a week. That's why we haven't been on YouTube. But uh, that day, I was sitting here home alone, and I was watching the new Kevin Hart movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Funny. He's still funny, but it's way more, like, about feelings. It's about... It's called fatherhood, which is fucking crazy. Like, I was crying. Like, the first three minutes of the movie, I was fucking bawling, bro. I'm a bitch. When it comes to movies, I'm a bitch, bro. I'll let that shit ride. I don't give a fuck, bro. Marley and me, I was crying my ass off. Every movie, every movie that potentially can make me cry, I cried. Nigga, I think I cried during Elf. Like, I cried through all the fucking movies. I'm a straight bitch, bro. But anyway, um, I was watching the movie and I remember like just crying, crying. And then eventually, I thought somebody took a picture through my window with their flash. I was like, what the fuck? I got up and I checked and I realized, holy fuck, it's raining hard as shit. But then I just kind of ignored it. Then I woke up the next day and I seen that basically the whole fucking town of Woodridge got ran through, nigga. Like, 
Like a gangbang at a college party, you know, ran through, bro, by the fucking tornado, bro. You know, shout out Woodridge, man. Hopefully they make it out, man. And they'll recover. You know, motherfuckers got money. But like I said, it's still a traumatizing experience and unfortunate experience, man. But uh, now moving on from the tornado, um, I kind of want to talk about this shit real quick just because uh, I, I think I, I kind of mixed up my topics here from the last episode we just did. But I did want to talk about this real quick. Um, so for the people that have seen that... Uh, have, that I've been sharing, that I shared a GoFundMe on Friday, and the people that have donated, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I was actually just talking about this. Uh, well, recently, well, basically, what happened was one of my childhood friends, someone that I grew up with, um, recently passed away, and uh, and I, I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory of him, and so kind of so you could kind of know who he was. You know, I got this platform. Uh, I can't pay for his funeral. You know, I can't pull a checkbook out and write a checkbook out. For or write a checkout for for the full cost, you know, because unfortunately I don't have that kind of money yet. Um, but I, I do have this platform, and and I, and the people that I've shared it to have donated, and I kind of want to speak about it a little bit on the podcast, so you guys can maybe hear about it. And if you guys have extra, uh, if you find that in your heart, you know, and if you got some extra cash laying around or money, please feel free to donate it to his family for the funeral expenses. But basically, this kid, his name is Jose Baena. He's somebody that I grew up with in Chicago before I moved out to Aurora. Um, like I said, I used to live in a basement out there on Kimball, on North Kimball uh, in Homo Park, at North Kimball and Armitage. I think they changed the name of it. I think now it's considered like Logan Square, but growing up, it was Homo Park, you know? Grew up with mostly Puerto Ricans. Um, he was actually Mexican. We were one of the, there's only like three people on that block that were Mexican. Everybody else was Puerto Rican. Um, but anyway, uh, we grew up together, and he, my mom, she was already working in Aurora. She used to work night shift, and so she used to let, she used to let me stay over at their house um, growing up. Like, we, like, bro, like, the first person I ever played house with was him and his fucking sisters and his cousin. you know, like, I didn't have no cousins, like I said, bro, so I had to dry hump my neighbor, bro, that's, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man, y'all gotta make this shit funny a little bit, you feel me, that's, so, you know, so, I remember growing up, you know, we was just, we just grew up together, bro, he, he was, uh, he, he didn't really have his, uh, his mom in his, in his life too much earlier in his life, you know, I should say, because I think later on they got back together or started talking again, but, before earlier, I remember when, when me and him were growing up, he didn't really have his mom in his life. His grandma was the one that always raised him and his sister and kind of was always watching over them. They lived with her. Like, that's whose house it was. She owned that house that, that, that I lived next to, you know? So, uh, he actually, I believe, had an incident where, with his mom where they got into a fight or something when he was a very young baby. But they didn't get into a fight. I think she, she, she beat him. And he actually had split his head open, um, like, basically... From the forehead to the back of his head, almost to the back to his neck, and they they, they ended up uh, stitching it back, you know. And he he did have that big scar on his head, so he did, I remember him. He used to get bullied a little bit, like by the people around him, and, and sometimes in the neighborhood, you know, kids can be assholes. And I remember because I, I I was an asshole too, you know. And uh, but I always kind of kept him close to me because uh, you know I, he had a special place in my heart, especially since. My mom used to actually let me go to his house and stay at his house because she was cool with his grandma. Like, he actually, he was, he was like a cousin to me, you know? So, me and him, we used to just always stick together. He used to follow me around everywhere. If I went to the corner store, he'll come to the corner store with me. I remember people used to make fun of him sometimes. And since I was already kind of funny and started roasting and shit, like, I'll tell him, I'll be like, bro, call him a bitch. Call him a bitch. And since he did have, like, a little bit of brain damage earlier in his life, he did speak, like, sometimes when he spoke... 
it, it kind of had a list to it or he'll spit out a little bit. But, like, when you tell somebody to curse, bro, that doesn't curse normally, it's the funniest thing. It's like when you hear a baby curse, you know? So I was just telling him, like, call him a fucking pussy. And he was just like, hey, fucking pussy. And I was just fucking be laughing, you know? Those are like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to just think about the good memories. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, yeah, we used to sit down and color all day. No, we was on some bullshit, bro. We used to go get the fucking firecrackers. Like, there was a corner store up the street from my house. It was, uh, they used to sell a brick of, of black cats. We would buy the brick for the 4th of July, but then we would get, like, the little packets and shit, um, like, in the days leading up to 4th of July. Like, we'll, we'll get, like, a $2 from our mom, and we'll be like, oh, we're gonna go get, like, zebra cakes and honey buns. And even though my fat ass wanted the zebra cakes and honey buns, we'll be like, fuck it, let's get firecrackers. We'll get firecrackers, and we'll untie them, because there used to be, like, 10 of them in, like, a little string, you know, you light up the green thing. We would untie them all and, and spark up each individual one. And if you remember, those bitches burn fast. So we used to just spark them and throw them at each other and they used to pop. Or with the Roman candles, we used to just, you know, we used to just do dumb shit, bro. I remember one time we parked, we sparked hella, fire, hella firecrackers and we'll be throwing, throwing them at cars like stupid shit, bro. Like his grandma used to beat his ass. My mom used to beat my ass. Like just dumb shit, you know? Um... When I moved out here, I kind of stopped talking to him, you know, because, I mean, you know, you, people move on, unfortunately, you know, you just don't have the same everyday contact. And I remember just this past weekend, on Father's Day weekend, on Sunday, I was over at my parents' house, um, we were grilling out, and uh, we were grilling out for my dad, and my sister gets a phone call, and it's him, it's Jose, he calls her, he's like, hey, uh, you know, just checking up on you guys, making, you know, how are you, you know, he's now 23 years old, he was already living with his girl, like, he's already living his adult life, unfortunately, his grandma, who's the lady who raised him, had passed away about three years ago, and, uh, it was very sad, but his sister already has a, a baby, she lives with her baby daddy, like, there, I think she's married, he was already living with his girl, like, he was already living, like, a grown-up life, you know, and, uh, he called her, he still called my sister to check up on her, you know, so we're talking, they're talking on the phone, but you know, in, in, in those moments, we, uh, sometimes, we you know, when we're having dinner and somebody calls you, you kind of just brush off phone calls sometimes, and it's unfortunate because I do it all the time, all the time, my homies call me, and people call me, and I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to hit you up, all right, I'm going to let you know, all right, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll holler at you, I'll holler at you, and we never really, like, spend time speaking to that person because nobody talks on the phone nowadays, everybody's like through text, text messages basically run everything um, every, everything that, uh, that, that, uh, people, that people are, uh, are, uh, are doing, you feel me? So it is, it is a trip when somebody calls you, you know, cause sometimes you're busy, you're at work, you're doing shit. You don't always want to be on the phone with people. So she kind of brushed off the phone call real quickly and we, we didn't speak to him anymore. And then later that afternoon, late, well, later that night is when he actually passed away. I didn't find out to this Friday morning, uh, I got 5 a.m. when her cousin posted it on Facebook and shit, but I actually, but it happened that night. So basically, my sister was one of the very last phone calls he made to, and, and she was very hurt about it. You know, she was, she was like feeling like, man, I shouldn't have cut the call too short. I should have continued talking to him. And I was like, you know what? Don't be sad about it. Don't be in your head about it. Be happy that you spoke to him. Be happy that it was like a goodbye. You know, you spoke to him. I wish I would have been able to speak to him, but she spoke to him, and it was cool because. All his life, like, it would be funny because I knew growing up, he would always have a crush on my sister because they're around the same age. He was, like, two, three years younger than me. So, like, he always had a crush on her, and it was just funny to me, you know, because, like, sometimes he'll do dumb shit, and I'll be like, I'm going to tell my sister, dude. And I'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, you know? So it was, just, it was just, like, you know, it was like a little thing that we would, that would, that, you know, everybody knew he had a crush on her. But anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, I told her, I was like, don't even worry about it. And then, uh, yeah, but, so I'm going to be sharing the, the links to, to, to my homie, uh, 
to his page, you know, um, what happened was he had two heart attacks that ended up causing brain trauma, and then, you know, unfortunately, he lost his life. Um, you know, I don't want to give out too many details and shit about what happened, but it does hit close to home, not only because of somebody I grew up with, somebody that I knew close, but I, I believe there was some type of drug overdose-related issues, and, and and it's deeper than that, right? But... But, 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 you know, that hits close to home because sometimes I sit here on this podcast and tell crazy stories of shit that I've done where I glamorize drugs, you know, and I talk about, I don't give a fuck, like, I do what I want and, and this, this and that. And then shit like this happens when somebody close to you, you know, loses their life because of some shit like that, you know, and not somebody who was abusing drugs, somebody who probably was like their first time and they got a bad batch, you know, you never know what the fuck people are putting in this shit and we're putting it in our body and I don't know, it was just more like a wake up call for myself as well, I think, I don't, I don't know, right, I don't want to promise anything, but it's just, it sucks, bro, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, but I will be sharing those GoFundMe links if you guys find it in your heart to donate to my homie. Like I said, his family was always kind of fucked up as far as the structure goes, but one of his cousins is handling it, and, and I mean, like I said, anything that 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 would, uh, anything would help, you know, from a dollar to five dollars, it does not matter. It would mean a lot to me, so I do appreciate you guys for that. Um, Shit, even just sharing it, bro. Yeah, even just sharing it, bro. If you, if you know, sometimes, you know, we got bills and we get tied up, so we don't have the, the, the money, right, or... Or maybe, yeah, you know, so share it. Share the link. Somebody maybe may read it, and it may be in their heart to sh- to, to, to donate something, you know? So I would appreciate a share and, and, and shit, bro. Um, but, yeah. So now, long live my homie Jose, man. You know, I love you. He always used to call me, he, he was, he was, he would always used to call me a Kenshi because he had a lisp. So he couldn't say Kenji. He would be like, Kenshi, Kenshi, Kenshi. And, and, and then people used to think, like, is your name Kenshi? Like, nah, like, that's not my name, bro. It's just, he say it like that. But anyway, like, I don't know, bro. I just, uh, when I heard the news, I, I just heard him in my head. Like, I just heard him saying my name over and over. You know, it kind of, it, it, it threw me off. But anyway, um, you know, um, yeah, man. Appreciate you guys for, for helping me out with that. Now, um, moving on a little bit. And this is like, a, now this is, again, a little bit personal into my life. But I kind of just want to. Tell you guys about the week I'm having because sometimes I get on this podcast and I toot my own horn a little too much and I talk about the accomplishments I've done. And, and, and yeah, I get it. Sometimes it can get tiring. People don't want to hear that shit every time. You know, it's like, all right, nigga. But uh, so this episode is more about my losses and, and kind of the, the humbleness that, that I got this week. And, 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 and the, well, the, the, yeah, I got I got humbled this week is what I'm trying to say, man. After after this this unfortunate news happened, my sister was uh, she was supposed to meet me here for coffee at my apartment because we wanted to talk about it. I wanted to make sure she felt okay because that was her close friend. She just got off the phone with him. I mean, I knew there was a lot going on with her, and unfortunately, she never made it to my apartment because she got into a fucking car accident, a, a crazy car accident at that. I believe her forehead smashed the windshield, cracked the windshield. Her, uh, the airbag dislocated her jaw. I mean, the car is completely totaled. And, and, you know, we were talking about it, and it's just like, you can't be driving, you know, if, if, if stuff like that is in your head, because you need your you need your, your mind to be on a hunting to be able to drive and, and not commit mistakes, because you never know, you know, you're in the street, and, and the moment you swerve a little bit, we've all had those moments where we swerve a little bit, you're like, oh, shit, like, if somebody would have been there, it would have been a wrap, you know, but unfortunately, if you space out too much, or if you're in too much in your head, and you space out, there can be somebody there. Now, I'm happy that... I'm not happy she crashed, but I'm happy that she was able to walk away from it. Well, she got taken in a stretcher to the hospital, but she was able to walk out of the hospital, you know? And like I said, I crack jokes about it because 
And that's what I do. And, and even in my darkest times, I'm going to try to crack up a joke about it and make it a little bit lighter and, and have people, you know, um, I don't know, bro, you know, you know, just kind of to be a little bit more lighthearted about it. I'm not going to be here fucking mad about it, you know. And, and yeah, me and her still have a conversation pending and, and shit like that. I don't want to talk to her and shit about everything, but but I'm happy she's okay. But it's just crazy. Like, my life, you know, every, everything was going great, you know, shows, podcasts, everything. And then, boom, like... My friend dies. My sister gets in a car accident. And not to mention it, my dad was also in the hospital earlier in the week, too. Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night, he actually ripped some muscles in his wrist. And he had to go to the hospital. They put him on Narcos. So he was already in the hospital. I remember even getting my Snapchat from my sister. She went with him to the hospital Tuesday night or Wednesday night. And uh, she's like, your boy, your boy. And I was, we were laughing about it, right? Because, I mean, I knew he was going to be all right. He's a big boy. And then as, as long as I, you know, he had, he didn't have a broken wrist or anything. But, um, and then, you know, she was at the hospital. He Snapchatted me, or he sent me a picture of her on the hospital bed. So they kind of just switched spots. But, you know, every, it, it was kind of a, a roller coaster of a week for me, you know. But I'm glad that my sister's okay, you know. Um, I'm glad that I was able to meet Jose in his lifetime. And, and we have the memories we do, you know, long live uh, him and his memory, bro. And, you know, and, and you guys feel free to donate uh, to the GoFundMe. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a crazy, crazy fucking week now. Um, of course, I, I do want to uh, tell you guys about this one thing. Uh, I want to, for the people that have been asking me about shows and stuff, I have people that ask me, when is your next show in Chicago? Like, bro, I do more shows in Chicago than I do in Aurora. I'm always in fucking Chicago. But for the people that didn't get uh, like the dates or whatnot, I know sometimes I only post them on certain social medias where certain people only follow me on certain social medias so they don't always see it. So anyway, the next time I'll be in Chicago is going to be on the 4th of July for the homie Jamal Guichon, his special at Zadie's. Uh, I'm going to be opening up for him. It's going to be a dope-ass night. That's Sunday, 4th of July. A lot of people don't work on the 5th of July because they are going to go ahead and Basically, that's going to be like your day off for the 4th or whatever. I know there's a specific name for it, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be the next time I'll be in Chicago. But if you cannot make it to that, I will be I will be doing another Mikey O show, which he's a big producer in Chicago, doing the big-ass show again at the shows on Wheat Street. I'm going to be opening up for this guy, Alex Ortiz. He's a Boricua comedian, a Puerto Rican. He... Uh, he, he's, already, he's touring. I think he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now. He's actually on tour. So this is going to be his coming home show because she's born. He was, not, he was born in the Bronx, but he was raised in Chicago. So this show is going to finish off his tour and it's going to be his welcome show tour. Or his welcome show or whatever the fuck. Welcome home show, I mean. Stupid ass over here. <laughs> Tripping on my own words. But anyway, so it's going to be big. That dude always sells that place out. So it'd be like 200 people plus. So please come out. It should be a great-ass time. Tickets are 15 bucks. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's that's it as far as that. And now that I am talking about Puerto Ricans, I do want to talk about one thing. Uh, just because, you know, it, it was all over the news. Um, the Puerto Rican parade incident. Now, I like I told you guys before, I grew up in Humboldt Park. I grew up around nothing but Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Rican parade and, and the Puerto Rican uh, fair always lands in the fucking same month as my birthday. So for my birthday, my birthday's on June 10th. For my birthday weekend, we always used to go to the feria, the Puerto Rican feria. Get, get rice, get some good food. Like That's why I love, love, love Puerto Rican food because I grew up around them, bro. It's my, it's my people, basically, you know? And I know sometimes people get mad. They're like, when you call when you call Mexican Puerto Rican, they get mad. When you call Puerto Rican Mexican, they, I don't give a fuck, bro. If you call me Puerto Rican, whatever. It is what it is. I'd love to be Puerto Rican. They got the best woman, in my opinion. You feel me? I need me a nice, dark-skinned Puerto Rican, thick booty, tostone nipples. You feel me? Oh, Anyway, sorry, sorry, my bad. I carried away. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, so anyway, um, 
Uh, there was a, so anyway, I love you know Humble Park holds a special place in my heart. I love the Puerto Rican festival, but as of lately, you know, especially after I moved out to Aurora, uh, in, in at the Puerto Rican parade at the Puerto Rican fest, you always heard about shootings. They're, I mean, they, they literally do the fucking festival in Humble Park, where is the park where they literally fight for territory. You know, the kings are there, and I think the maniacs are there. And I think there's other gangs as well involved now. So. I mean, there's always a gang war, you know. So you go to the Puerto Rican parade, you're bound to see an op or an enemy, whatever you want to call them. And unfortunately, you know, these motherfuckers don't give a shit if it's broad day. Like, they'll air that shit out. If you go on YouTube or on Google and Google uh, shootings at the Humble Park, Humble Park uh, Puerto Rican Fest in Chicago, there will be multiple videos, not just one, multiple incidents of different shootings at that Puerto Rican Fest, bro. So it is unfortunately not the safest. A lot of people said they don't even go no more because there's always some type of violence. Um, you know, so it sucks, bro. And, and and this, I mean, this past week, we we you guys saw the video. If you saw the video, I'm not going to post it, but if you saw the video, there's this young boy, Giovanni, and, and his girl, Yasmin, who were pulled out. He looks like he was in a, in a black Durango. They had the Puerto Rican flag out celebrating, you know? And it looks like they got pulled out of the truck, basically executed, shot point blank. They shot the, the guy. He died. I believe he died right then and there. The girl was in critical condition, then eventually ended up dying in the hospital. I mean, it sucks because it's like, bro, you can't even go out and enjoy a festival you know rep and i don't want any mexicans to say anything like against puerto ricans because bro we do the exact same shit september 16 comes around we're deep as fuck and deeper than them at least they stay at humble park we be in downtown with it fucking up all the white people neighborhoods fool. so i mean regarding can't be talking shit about other people that doesn't solve anything but now i do want to say this i know i know there's a backstory um you know some people are saying it was just racism people but other, I, I know that um, recently he had his memorial destroyed where they put up the candles where he was shot and it was just recently destroyed. So I don't know. Some people saying he was gang affiliated. And I don't know. I don't know about, I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm not going to say what I know, what I don't know. I'm just saying like, at the end of the day, bro, even if it is gang affiliated, you should still be able to go to the Puerto Rican festival and have fun. Like, who the fuck goes to a festival, a parade, having fun, drinking pina colada, sucking Puerto Rican titties? Who the fuck has murder on their mind? Like, fuck that shit. Leave that shit at home. But, you know, these motherfuckers are be too deep into this shit, you feel me? And it sucks because it's like 30 minutes away from home, you know? So, anyway, man, rest in peace, that guy, um, you know? And I think they still haven't found anybody. So, I mean, like I said, hopefully, you know, they, they can solve those cases and... And they can do something about you know this Puerto Rican fest, man. Because I don't want it to go away. You know, I want to be able to go, be able to go whenever I do get a chance. But you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, if they keeps if shootings keep on happening at this festival, they're gonna cancel it. They're gonna be like, we're not gonna do it no more. It's not fucking safe. Well, the fuck will we keep having it? You know, and it sucks because Chicago has a very heavy Puerto Rican presence, man. So shout out to Puerto Ricans, man. I love Puerto Ricans, man. I love the national anthem, Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. You guys are the best, man. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, I missed talking about anything or not, but if I missed anything, I'll talk about it next week. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you guys for the positive vibes for my little sister. It meant a lot to me. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, for donating to my homie Jose, you know, rest in peace, Jose. Love you, homie. Um, yeah, man, and thank you guys for fucking with me, man. I know my shit's been all over the place. Uh, you know, promoting. I haven't been always posting on the page. I know, I know, but... Uh, you know, now, hopefully I can get back on it, bro. But regardless of that, please share. Put it on your story. Tell your people about it. I'm still getting new followers, new friends, new listeners. So I appreciate you guys for telling your peoples about it. Thank you, guys. You have a good week. Bye-bye.